the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast with John Taylor and Shan Carr. Come on in. It's season two beginning today. The I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, episode 70, The Aftermath. Uh, <laughs> on an election week, it's me, John Taylor, comedian Shan Carr. We need you comedians, especially right now, Shan. Oh my gosh. I just pointed, uh, posted a little piece of joy on my Facebook page. And uh, after yesterday's like three pensive, I hate everything posts that I made, <laughs> hopefully I can balance it out with today's frolic. Yes, you have, you've been doing a nice balancing act. And of course, we've got our gay desert guide, Brad Fur, who is in the That's house. Right. And I haven't seen you post this on my nose. He's today. balancing. He's doing a gay desert guide coffee mug balancing act. Well, it is a balancing act right now. Just sort of getting through life. Uh, what do we have going on in this uh, post-apocalyptic election post show? Oh my gosh, we have so much going on. We have uh, Nino Eilitz from the Standard Magazine coming on to talk about his November issue, which is always lots of fun. Dr. Laura Rush catching us up on the COVID chat. We have Lisa Middleton and Jeff Kors, both who are thankfully city council members. Uh, and uh, very excited to talk about what's going on in the city and everything. Then we have Sweet Baby Jay, who is one of the founders and the host of the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. And to top things off, we've got Rhonda Hart from Pride. We are TikTok one day from Pride. All right, get ready to plug in and light up the night. And let's find out who is keeping the lights on in this edition of the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Who is our sponsors today? Our show today is sponsored in part by our friends at Tory Nissan. I find out that uh, General Manager Bob Bailey is a new incoming board member to the Greater Coachella Valley Chamber of Commerce. We welcome him to that and also thank them for sponsoring the Gay Desert Guide Mobile, our 2020 Nissan Leaf. Also by Desert AIDS Project. During COVID-19, Desert AIDS Project innovates with free at-home self-HIV tests. Those can be mailed to you or picked up at DAP. Testing has never been easier with DAP's free self-test. It's a simple test that gives you the information you need to know about your HIV status. The uh, HIV self-test can be picked up or mailed to your home or any other uh, location you happen to be at. To receive your free self-test, Go to GayDesertGuide.com, click on the banner. Self-tests are saliva-based, take about 20 minutes to get your results. Desert AIDS Project at 760-656-8425 is the number you can call if you'd like more information. Ah, an old favorite, a friend. One of the first friends I ever made in Palm Springs 22 years <laughs> ago. He now is the publisher and creator of the Standard Magazine. Hello, Nino. Hello there, guys. How are y'all doing? <laughs> I know, I know. Welcome I know. to November. And if you go to the standardps.com, you will see uh, the new edition of uh, the Standard. Well, that actually... And actually, actually, John, that hits this afternoon. Oh, okay. We had some. Uh, we had a couple of things happening, so we had to kind of push it a little bit, a couple, a day or two. But it will be out. I just uh, uh, actually did some editing on it, and uh, Maya is uh, finishing it up, and it will be live, hopefully by two, three o'clock this afternoon. 
Oh, okay. Well, well we, we won't be live till then anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's about the time we get moving here. Yeah. I miss our Maya, though. She is responsible you know, for the consistent, slick, fine-ass look of your magazine. Let me tell you something. When... When Maya, I met Maya years and years and years ago. She worked with me at the bottom line, she, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And I told her that when she told me she was moving to Chicago, I said, you can't move unless you continue doing the magazine. She said, oh, of course, that's my thing. Because she started it with me. Her and I started yeah. this magazine. And Mona uh, was there for a couple of the issues. And then Mona moved on to a bunch of other things. Now she's in yeah. Hawaii, obviously. But, yeah, I, I couldn't do it without Maya. She, she, makes, she makes me look good. She makes the magazine look amazing. Uh, every issue I get accolades, you know, and I forward them to her because it's her that makes it look so good. All right, what's in it? Yeah, what's well, the Well, basically, for the, this month in November, what um, we wanted to do was kind of lighten up the mood because everything had been so somber and so... So we did our annual, which is very, very popular, uh, gift guide. So oh, yeah. we oh. found... I mean, and this year we did additional pages just to kind of eye candy and fun stuff and just kind of take our mind off of all the the... the, the the negative and all the, yeah. you know, silliness that's happening, especially obviously with now with our election and, and, and you know, and obviously with, with COVID. Uh, so we wanted to do some things like that and, and kind of gear away from all of that, all the negativity. So what are you getting me? What are you getting me? Well, um, well, it depends. I mean, we have stuff from, I mean, levitating Bluetooth speakers to a DNA, DNA test for your dog. <laughs> I mean, I'm it, doing it. it. I know. Right, so what's, I, the, I, what's the naughtiest thing that's in the gift? Naughtiest, actually, let me. I have, I have the thing right here, and I'll show you what. <laughs> I had a writer. Uh, I have a writer in New York. He constantly sends me articles, and he did a um, uh, an article for me called um, the gift guide, and it's like five or six things. The gift guide for the gay guy who has everything. And um, there's a couple kind of sedate things on there, like pits and pecs, which is a, a, a calendar that, um, that uh, it, it, you know, a, a really famous photographer, Mike, uh, what the hell is his name? That's his name. Mike yeah. Reese. Mike, what the hell's his name? We know Mike. Yeah, Mike Reese, he, he does it every year. Um, also, there's, there's a book in there that says How to Bottom Like a Porn Star. <laughs> so so yeah, there's a little bit of naughty naughty lists on there, and, and you know, so it, it's some fun stuff. Obviously, um, I think I'm like, gonna wait for the movie to come out. Yeah, I know, I know. This, the screenplay is really good, <laughs> and then we have some feel good gifts on there, like um, these lamps that you 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 know you have the lamp, one lamp at your house and one at at your family's house somewhere across the country, and when you touch it, it lights up, and that way they know that you're thinking Ooh. of them. Oh, that's so, sweet. Yeah, there's some some really cool stuff, especially with everybody being isolated and and so on. So so we I, we found and we researched and we looked for many things that would help during this time as well. So still kind of you know say talking about what's happening, but also giving it a nice feel good thing. I have a question about that that light that uh, will light someone else's light uh, at a distance. Does that technology right. for uh, starting a light, does that come in other appliances? I was just um, going, sure I was wondering not. the same thing. 
You guys I was actually you wondering the same thing. <laughs> and Shan, I expected you to be on top of that one. I have already owned that thing. So <laughs> I used to remote control be able to uh in the eighties control my girlfriend. Something I never mind. Uh-huh. Oh, and I know actually and I know Clap that girlfriend. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, but yeah, so so that's made the basic the gist of this issue this month. I've done some we did some things with some a couple of films that are coming out, uh prom and um there's a really good one coming out uh which Viola Davis uh I think everybody knows her from How to Get Away with Murder and she's a phenomenal actress and she's doing a an art, a, a film about a jazz singer from the 30s and 20s um, but prom looks like it's going to be a really good fil film it's going to it reminds me a lot of hairspray uh, nicole kidman meryl streep james corden um so there's several really good actors and there's a lot of singing and dancing and it's about uh so, a is it uh, a broadway play in a film now I'm, I'm assuming so i think so but prom yeah yeah it is yeah, about yeah. the lesbians who want to go to the dance? Yes, it is. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, good. It is, it is. And, it, it, and it's, it's coming on Netflix, actually, next month. Oh, good. So, I wish they'd do something with Fun Home, too. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. That would be, that'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. But, yeah, so, so um, that's where we are with the magazine this month. Again, it's a feel-good issue. Well, right. like it is the Sears catalog for grown <laughs> gay people. Like, we used to circle... Didn't you used uh, to circle things in the cat? We lived overseas, yeah. and it was the only thing yeah. we had. Well, and then also, we, you know, we, we addressed the, the, the issue of, obviously, in this time, we can't go to the stores like we normally do. Right. So it's highly dependent on the Internet. So um, everything that you see in this issue, you could just click on their, on the, go to their website and see, and there's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's so much, so much, so much stuff. I, I feel like I'm really going to have to tip my postman this year, given the things oh, that he has had Boy, to deliver. No yeah. You know, and, and for everything else that they're doing. Yeah. Very much. Well, we got the fun right off off at the top here with uh, with your list. Uh, the standardps.com is where you go to get the latest edition, uh, edition of the standard. It will be online this afternoon when we're online live. So shall we get to uh, Dr. Laura Rush and uh, her support group? You may think that she is Clark Kent, a mild-mannered reporter for a major daily metropolitan newspaper, but don't let those glasses fool you. She takes them off, and she's super doctor. <laughs> it is Dr. Laura Rush with us again here on I Love Gay Palm Springs, and uh, how we doing in the medical world? Well, here in Coachella, as you saw the numbers that came out on Tuesday, I don't know if anybody even looked. We were a little busy. I didn't. I missed it. <laughs> I did. They're about the same. They really haven't changed that much. So okay. status quo there. The rest of the country, not so great. Uh, last night they reported that we hit 100,000 new cases in this country of, of COVID. So not so great overall. And I expect that it's gonna get a little worse as we're getting closer to the holidays. And so that actually does worry me a bit. It'll be coming up on Thanksgiving, people are gonna start traveling. So we may see a spike out here that we're really not gonna be ready for just when we're getting hopeful 
that things were improving or staying steady. So it remains to be seen if people can continue to do the right thing, you know, repeating ourselves ad nauseum with social distancing and wearing your mask and keeping it to small groups, then right, hand washing, all of those fun things and we should stay okay, but it, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I think contrary. a lot of people are, are otherwise occupied. So and justifiably so. People are a little distracted right now. As, as we head into the holiday season, uh, contrary to the rumors that have been on the internet, pumpkin spice does not protect you from COVID. <laughs> you may have heard is, is that. Is there a pumpkin spice hand sanitizer? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, right? Spice you know, does it come paper. in a lube? <laughs> hey, well, look. Who's, I saw I saw a uh, really funny skit on uh, Saturday Night Live uh, a while back, and it was, uh, you know, the Summer's Eve thing, the clean the cleaning. Yeah. Well, yes. they have Autumn Eve with the pumpkin spice <laughs> oh. aroma. <laughs> it was it was oh it was hilarious, but it was just like definitely so not sexy. No, <laughs> no. 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 Well, so I think Coachella Valley's numbers were a little bit better than the county's numbers, but in we're general, still going to be staying right. in the purple bruised zone for a while longer, as they say. And yeah, you know, I think I, I think the three weeks the three weeks was a pipe dream, but I, you know, yeah. well, I think they're probably going to wait and see what happens after Thanksgiving and with people traveling. So people do tend to come here. Yeah, you know, to get right. away, and right. uh, you know, the snowbirds have been kind of quiet. I know the Canadians aren't here, but there are some snowbirds coming. Some of my patients are are coming back. They're on their way back. They've let me know. Um, my my own parents have decided they're going to come in December. They're usually going to come. November. They're going to come. Good. Good. They're going to come. Good. So they're going to leave uh, their confine in in Connecticut and and head west. My mom is going out for birthday dinners here and birthday oh. dinners there and. Geez, I, I actually had my fourth meal out in public in whatever it's been, nine months. Wow. Um, again, 849, because I just feel safe out on that patio. Right. They're doing everything right. right. It was a birthday dinner. Mm -hmm. You know, I have never pulled my mask up and down and up and down and up and down. It's not like I'm shoving a fork in there trying to eat, <laughs> right? But it's yeah. you got to do it and and i again just have to give props to willie and they're opening a new restaurant right, right. chad and yes. willie are opening yeah, yeah. the old draftsman draftsman yeah. yeah. yes that's a great location too because they could open up that whole thing in it yeah it's, it's got big like garage people. doors on the side yeah so. yeah well, and I feel like every business moving forward, I mean, you know, I dream of making a resort for queer people and entertainment and yeah. stuff. And right. as I start to visualize it in each incarnation, as the years go by, the idea of a broad, open, you know, individual units, open eating, as much openness, I think everything going forward will have this design in mind. Correct. It's so we funny. You don't have to be up each other's on TV. <laughs> You know, when you see groups of people like from last year or on your Facebook yeah. feed, it's yeah. like, what are all those people doing close together? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one of it's my... a turnoff now. It's a turnoff to see yeah. people really like up each other's butt in restaurants. I know when I'd gone out to dinner in, in L.A. and there's two inches between you and the table next to you or sometimes tables touching. And it always made me uncomfortable. So I, I'm hoping this kind of, you know, teaches people a little bit like, you know, social distancing is good. We don't have to be on top of each other. Do you well, have any advice for people that have to fly? Because I'm getting on a plane on Saturday. 
it, it's doing everything that we've talked about, wearing your mask and get some gloves and stay hydrated, on, you know, on the plane. And well, you, you know, it, my, you it's funny borrow? because they, there you go. They had, um, my, my, my partner, David, he just got back. He went to Ireland for, to visit his mom and his brother. And obviously, uh, flow, flew, but um, he said they're so, they're very, very good on the, air, uh, the particular yeah. airlines he flew on. Uh, you know, and in Ireland, when, you, when he landed, he, he had to take a test there, plus, uh, and then isolate. And then when he got back here, he took another test. But he said the, the flights, especially the, 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 the transatlantic flights, were, you know, for a, pa a plane for like 300 or something people, there was only maybe 25 people on that plane. So he was oh very gosh. fortunate. So he had aisles and aisles of separation, you know. So, so but, but they are uh, being very, very cognizant of what's happening. Uh, you know, th yes. that's one thing I do have to say that he told me that he saw at the airports and at the, you know, on the airlines itself. So, you know, as long as you, again, follow the rules, you should be John, fine. You, you can borrow my astronaut helmet. And <laughs> yes. On the plane. <laughs> I yeah, hear just you. Do everything you've been taught to do. You know, wash yeah. your hands. Try not to use the mm -hmm. restroom if you don't have to. Right. You know, if you could hold it. So. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I, I we got uh, seat covers for the, for the plane. We got yeah. uh, tray covers. Yeah. Uh, the the whole bit. I mean, so so yeah. It was. It was I don't know if you you've seen the uh, the YouTube thing of Naomi Campbell. She almost wears a hazmat suit when she gets on a plane, and this was even before COVID. Wow. So now it's even, you know, so she's, you know, so, and, and nobody, you know, and I told, I told David, I said, you start, you wipe down everything. I don't care. You know, so he had his alcohol wipes and he was wiping down the trays and the little thingy for the air uh, thing and the seat arms, everything, everything. So you just, just got to be a little bit extra cautious. That's basically what okay. Dr. Rush, have we had any other, any other like breakthroughs in what we know about the, the little COVID bugger itself in terms of how long it lasts on surfaces or, how, you know, where it's being transmitted? Anything new and exciting there? Nothing really new. I mean, they're still talking about now how long they're saying this thing can last on surfaces. Mm -hmm. And depending on what study you're looking at, sometimes they're saying hours, sometimes they're saying days. Yeah. I've seen it going back and forth. I mean, at, at this point, just being diligent about wiping yeah. everything down that you're coming in contact with is going to make all of that moot. Because we mm -hmm. just, you're not going to go in, sit down at a restaurant and be like, when was the last time this thing was cleaned? or wiped. We're doing it ourselves. We're wiping things mm -hmm. down ourselves. Um, I'm keeping a close eye on the vaccines. Um, there's, you know, some movement there. We're really hoping to start seeing something for <laughs> frontline workers, healthcare workers getting here by, you know, December. Obviously, it's not going to be here before the election. That ship <laughs> has sailed. Yeah. And a lot of my patients are asking me, and from the best knowledge that I have that I can glean, is that the general public should start seeing vaccines coming their way mid to late spring. So keep your fingers crossed for, you know, April, May. If sooner, that's better. But for right now, it's we're not having a vaccine that's going to be given out in mass quantities until at least, you know, early 2021 at best. Okay. okay. Well, we have a really big show today, and we have our two city council members sitting in the waiting room to meet with us. And so last word from either and or both of you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep, everyone and, stay safe and, yeah. and give them all my best. Tell them thanks for all of their hard work. Yes. Well, Dr. Rush, A, thank you for all your hard work, and thank you for coming on. I know you have an extremely busy schedule, 
and that you make time for us every week, every other week, and it's it's greatly appreciated. Right. It's a it's a voice of calm and a voice of reason yeah. uh, in a in a yeah. really uh, weird weird world out there right now. And Nino, thank you because your magazine has been doing a great job over the years. Thank you. You at um, thestandardps.com. It will be out later today, which is Thursday, November fifth, as we record sure. this, two days past the election. Almost, almost nine years for the standard. Congratulations! Wow. Yay! Congratulations! That's All crazy. Right. My question is, are we going to get a vaccine or a final vote count? Which is going to come first? <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's a good Thank question. You. Thank you. Thank you guys so have much. a great weekend. Stay safe. We will. Thank you, guys. Bye. All right. In our next segment today on the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast, we wanted to bring in uh, post-election uh, two people who have a great amount of history, not only in local politics, but also in state and national politics. Uh, Mayor Jeff Coors of the great city of Palm Springs and uh, Councilperson Lisa Middleton. We welcome you both to the podcast today. And here we are two days post-election. We still don't have a winner announced in that presidential race. Uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Uh, I do think that uh, when all of the counting is finished and all of the counts all of the votes will be counted. Joe Biden will be elected president of the United States, and he is the man we need uh, yeah. to lead our country. Yes. I'm excited and terrified and nervous. And yesterday I put up like three pensive, like, ah, posts. Yeah. Like, I just, I could not calm myself down. Jeff, how are you calming yourself down in the wait? I'm not calm at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's been so nerve-wracking, right? Uh, you know, Tuesday night, you know, was really tough. Uh, yesterday I felt better, but I agreed with Lisa. I think that in the end, uh, Biden and Harris will win. That said, you know, almost half of the voters voted for someone who is incredibly destructive, who they now know exactly who Donald Trump is and his mm -hmm. policies and his lies, and they're still willing to vote for him. And he turns out, you know, as we saw with the polling being off again, he turns out people who wouldn't otherwise vote. And when they turn out, they voted Republican across the lines, which is why we saw what happened in the Senate and the House and state legislative sure. areas. And there's something I just don't understand that leads people who wouldn't otherwise participate, and we're glad the more people who vote, the better, to vote for him. Uh, and he's already, before the race, started discrediting the election results. And that's really damaging to our democracy. And I agree with Lisa. Get, how do we get people together after, after together. the result yeah. is, is in? How are we going to, you know, heal? Is that possible? Or do we just write off the people that didn't vote for Biden and that they're irretrievable and... No, I think it's possible. Lisa, you're nodding. Yeah. <laughs> I think... They are 
Americans, they are our fellow country uh, folk. We have to engage with them. And I think that uh, Vice President Biden yesterday set the perfect tone when he said, Iran is a Democrat, uh, but I will be president of all America. Uh, we have just got to uh, live up to our values. And uh, what we have seen is that has also brought numerous individuals in the suburbs that have historically voted Republican to the Democratic Party. Uh, so uh, uh, yes, there is a, a group of people that Donald Trump has attracted, uh, but he has also repelled a significant part of the population. And uh, I'm really proud that we have uh, those individuals voting with us. Yeah. And you have well, someone I'm like Joe Biden, who was in the Senate, can help bring some senators to want to work together from both parties. And we don't have what Mitch McConnell did after Obama was first elected and said, we're just going to block everything. Yeah. So he fails. And I'm hoping that Biden's the one person who may have the ability to bring senators together to come up with some solutions that the majority can agree on. And we can move out of this stalemate situation, which is so important for our country, for everyone in our country. And well, Kamala Harris, how proud are we of having her if, if we have her as vice president? Yeah, Kamala. Kamala, I'm sorry. So amazing. Kamala. So amazing. Kamala. So on a local basis, um, there was a frustrating struggle around Christie this time. And I know it's a tricky business to discuss it, but it broke my heart to watch to watch what was happening. I am so grateful to see that we have a mayor. and. I think there's no contention about that, right? No. Correct. She'll be she wrapped time. it up. So talk a little bit about what it is to weather the public drama yeah, as a politician. It's never any fun to uh, open up uh, your Facebook page to uh, turn on the television uh, and see yourself being personally attacked for who you are. Uh, and Christy had to endure that in the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of a pregnancy. She showed how strong she is. And I think our city showed who we are uh, when they rejected uh, the kind of negative campaign that yes. was run against her. Uh, I've been proud of Palm Springs voters before, but I am incredibly proud of Palm Springs voters today. That's the kind of voter rebuke we were thinking that Donald Trump you know, like an opinion, a real smack. And I'm glad that, that Palm Springs gave us smack. Yeah, Mayor Coors? Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you look at the campaign that was run and Christie's campaign was positive. It was about accomplishments, it's yes. about things we're doing. And the opposition was attacking the entire city and trying to blame Christie for everything that happened because of COVID without any positive message about what other candidates wanted to do. I still don't know what their plan was. It was right. purely negative. You know, I, I saw it, I found it interesting. I, I was uh, opened up my Desert Sun email today and the headline was, uh, Holstead's poised to be the first female openly bisexual mayor. I don't know why we have to continue to um, to make that distinction about sexuality and uh, and the like in in a in a headline uh, what, what are your thoughts on that that one just struck me a little odd 
I think it's great. I think it's important. You think okay. about me too. You know, when I was growing up as a teenager, um, running for office as an openly gay person was sort of out of the question, right? Mm -hmm. The one role model was Harvey Milk, who was killed nine months after he was elected. Uh, so I think people seeing that and knowing that LGBT people, it's as relevant as, you know, any other characteristic of a person, and we shouldn't okay. treat it differently. Okay. And Christy ran proudly as openly by, yeah. you know, yeah. and didn't hide that. It would have been easy for her to do so. Uh, and she chose not to, and, you know, it was a challenge for her. As long uh, and as the I idea that she did it to get elected <laughs> is so absurd, right? That's not your, yes. your ticket yes. to a long-term um, political career, which I think we all hope Christie's going to have way beyond just Palm Springs City Council. Not that it's just, it's the best job ever, but I think Christie has a bright future. She's smart, yeah. she's motivated, yeah. she cares passionately about people. And that's what I you think, want in elected officials. Okay. I think every time there's a first, you know, hopefully 10 years from now, being the first female this and the first trans that and the first by this won't be a headline because they yeah. won't be the first. And as long as they are the first, you need everyone to know that it's happening, yeah. right? Okay. You need accountability. You need to say this is happening because all those Trump supporters, they don't even know any of it. They think they don't know anybody. They think they're not yeah. at the benefit of LGBTQ people. They need to know. Absolutely. Well, when, look when at Lisa. Last... Lisa yeah, is look a at great Mike. example. When she was right. elected, it made headlines everywhere. And Lisa handled it with such grace and elegance. But I know the emails and outreach she got from transgender people who yes. it made them proud and hopeful. And Lisa's a great example of what happens when you're an amazing leader who happens to be transgender because mm -hmm. no one ran against her because she does such a great job. And that tells you That's all you true. need to know about Lisa. That's true. Yeah. One of the things that you know, we need to remember, particularly here in Palm Springs, is the equality that we've achieved over the last uh, number of years and the rights that we have won are still under attack. And yes. yesterday, lost in all of the commotion of the election, uh, there was a uh, hearing in the United States Supreme Court on a gay rights case in Philadelphia challenging the a city of Philadelphia that insists on a non-discrimination uh, ordinance that includes sexual orientation for anyone contracting with the city. The same kind of ordinance protections that we have in Palm Springs are being challenged. Uh, and I'm very concerned about how that case is going to be resolved. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. I so. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I actually wanted to bring it down. We've gone from now I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in our downtown corridor. Uh, many times, uh, Mayor Coors and Lisa Middleton, you are um, a part of the Main Street calls. And, um, you know, we, we tried uh, having a, a couple of blocks of uh, South Palm Canyon blocked off. Uh, now we've opened that back up and there's some um, I think that's looking great. The side street around Arenas, uh, where uh, Lulu and Johannes is now looking great. Workshop just got theirs uh, in. So there's some great things happening. Um, however, I did talk to one bar restaurant owner who um, is in the kind of the north central part of Palm Springs. 
And she um, had been doing counts of people walking by her facility. First of all, she said she's had a lot of people that try to come in without masks at all and, and just don't have, but on her count a Saturday, one Saturday ago, 492 people walked by with no masks, 366 with a mask. And they also did some outreach to the people that came in. They found people from Arizona, Texas, and Nevada. So we've got this situation where we're trying to balance tourism and commerce with, with public safety. And it's a really tough balancing act. I know you've both been debating this and listening to both sides of the situation. How are you feeling that we're doing in terms of enforcement and getting that message out about masking and about being safe in Palm Springs? You know, we have to keep uh, reinforcing uh, that masks do save lives. And when you look at uh, the infection rates in so many parts of the country, uh, we are far from having turned the corner on uh, this virus. Uh, and uh, uh, so I am hopeful that uh, when Joe Biden is president, we will have a consistent message across the country uh, that addresses uh, this virus uh, and the public health emergency that we have. Uh, we're gonna continue to do everything we can here in Palm Springs uh, to get the message out. This is not a, a question of somebody's rights, it's saving lives. Yeah, and I think the other piece, which is important for folks to know is, you look at San Francisco where they've actually enforced the rules, yeah. the whole county, and they're in the least restrictive category. Businesses are doing so much better. We went the wrong way. And unfortunately, Riverside County is not enforcing the rules. Right. And most cities are not enforcing the rules. We're one of the few. And on, you know, so we get sort of both sides. We should be, you know, ticketing everyone on the street, even though they're outside without a mask, while others are, you know, complaining that we're not letting them have people indoors when some other cities in the valley are letting bars and yoga studios and gyms stay open against the rules and not doing anything about it. So what we know is if everyone follows the rules, we will reopen the economy and save lives. They go together. And so that's what we need everyone to do. And we need all the cities and the county to do that, or we're going to just keep on going in the wrong direction as we are right now. And we're never going to get our economy reopened. And we're going to sadly have more deaths. And it's very, that's frustrating that it's such a challenge to get, you know, our county sheriff wow. to do a thing on this uh, because it's really making it harder for every resident and every business in Riverside County. Do you think the, politi the politicization of mask wearing is is going to be, you know, downplayed uh, under, you know, a Biden administration, like you said, Lisa, with the, you know, a, a co consistent, coherent uh, messaging from from the top and do you think that 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 the rhetoric you know the criticism the rhetoric and the and the I don't know just the incivility might tone down a little bit with a, a different sheriff in town in Washington it's bound to help uh, we will have a consistent message from the White House through uh, the centers of disease control and all of the arms of the federal government uh, and uh, Donald Trump will be uh, still getting interviewed on uh, Fox and Friends, uh, but he won't have the White House as a platform. I'm very excited. One last word from you as well, Jeff. We are, what you got to say, mister? 
Um, I mean, on that, I do think having a national requirement that everyone wears masks when they're indoors at a business or indoors with other people, which is really where the spread is happening, is so important. And people need to remember with Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, mm -hmm. you know, having gatherings with your friends, particularly indoors, is how the virus is spreading right now. That seems to be the number one way. And we all miss that. It's awful, right? We miss seeing everyone in person. It's lovely to see everyone here, but we miss seeing everyone in person. And we just all have to do what we need to do to get through this so we can get back to a normal semblance of our lives. You've started a new equity and social justice committee. Um, and I wanted to make sure that people knew that there was an application deadline Tuesday, December 1st. Give us a quick uh, synopsis of the, of the committee and what you're hoping to have it do in case people are inter interested in joining. Sure. I mean, the goal is really to look at what we can do as a city to improve things, address racism that still exists, and look at areas where we can continue to be a leader like we are on so many social justice issues. Mm -hmm. But if you go to the city clerk's website, there are also applications for all our boards and commissions. And it's important folks know we've changed the rules. You used to have to be a registered voter, which left out a lot of our residents. If you live in Palm Springs, work in Palm Springs, or go to school in Palm Springs, you can apply for all the boards and commissions and for this new social justice and equity committee. So we encourage people to do so. I'm looking at the three of you as well. Thank you Lisa Middleton much. and Jeffrey Coors, we're proud to know that you have your hands on the steering wheel directing our town in the right direction. Thank you so much for your service and for joining us today. Thank you. Lovely to see everyone. Well, we got a really packed show today. And next up, we have Sweet Baby Jay, who is a famous singer on top of being one of the founders and the host of the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival, which we love. Good morning, Sweet Baby Jay. Good morning. Good morning, Shan. Good morning, all of you guys. What's up, gay Palm Springs? Well, I got to tell you. I'm feeling very gay this morning. And you're you know, looking it, pretty it, gay. In all regards. Let me tell you, I'm feeling very hopeful. I'm feeling all of that stuff, baby. You know those old terms back in the 20s when you were gay? I'm just so gay. I when know. When Tom Porter said, I'm so gay. That's how <laughs> I'm feeling this morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We needed a shot of that this morning. Thank you very Thank you. much. Yeah. We're all sitting clenched, waiting for our results. We have great results. We just had a couple of city council members on, and uh, they're encouraged, and we had great results in our elections, and we're waiting yeah. for the rest. And the kind of stuff that we need to get us through all of this is arts and artists and things that we can do. And the Jazz Festival took a pivot because it was a live event, and you guys, honestly, uh, when I spoke with Gail, have made outreaches through it being virtual that have been super impressive. Tell us a little bit about how you've been managing the pivot. Well, I mean, it's so true. So, I mean, you know, it threw everybody for a loop, right? We all were at home for the first couple of months. We were didn't know what to do. We were scared to go outside to breathe the air. You know, it was like the walking dead was surrounding us. And so then we said, okay, we have to get some music in here because we have to have people, people have to have an outlet. They have to have an outlet. And so, of course, we went virtual and we got such a great response to that. And it's a matter, it's in some ways more intimate because you get to go into people's homes. You get to go, it's just like from my music room, it's, it's, that's where I do all the hosting 
and and I go into other people's homes. And so I think that intimacy sort of brings you in. It gives people an opportunity, as you very well know by doing this, in bringing people together, in establishing a community. Whereas before, we had our community. We miss our community, right? And, but we're able to get together in big crowds. This is much more intimate. And I think because of that, yeah. the limitations that you know, present themselves with this sort of medium, zooming in and out, disappearing in and out of the, you know, of the feed. But the other thing about that is that you get to go into people's homes and it gets to be very personal. Like I was, uh, I did one for Juneteenth, which was really fun. And I was in Mimi's bedroom. Uh, mm. So it was just like, I'm like, yo, dude, is this what your bedroom looks like? That's so totally cool. You know, you want to try to make up your bed before you do it. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm talking about. But that's the kind of stuff you get. And I think it's really important. It keeps us connected. Because we're feeling really disconnected, and so it's important to have a forum that keeps yeah. us sort of connected. Because people are going crazy. I'm, I'm going crazy. I mean, I'm, everybody is going as, crazy. As a, as a jazz artist, um, and, and as somebody who you know lives and breathes music all the time, is there um, a go-to melody, song, standard that you keep? coming back to during this time that, that, that makes you feel better instantly? Well, you know, I'll tell you what, John, it's, it's like every, it's when you wake up in the morning, it's what do you grab hold of? What do you, what's going to make you feel good? Everything must change. Nothing feels the same. That's that one. And then good morning, heartache, you old gloomy shy. So you can have all that. And then it's, yes, I can. It's Melissa Etheridge. Then you wake up with Lady Gaga, yeah. baby. It's like, we all are. And you know, it's like, Oh, I kissed a girl and I liked it. You know, will you it's, sing, it's will you where sing, do you go? You will you sing so your little happy days are here again? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right, baby. I mean, it's true. It's it's music is such a solace because you can name a song. When you were 16, the first time I kissed a boy, the first time I kissed a girl, music has that thing. Music is is sort of across the line. It gives us uh, everybody, puts everybody on equal ground. It's like, where were you when you first had that? Yeah. When you first called up your girlfriend and said, oh my God, I kissed, he touched my hand or she touched my hand. It was just so exciting. And it's music plays that part. I know the song when my mom died, what was mm -hmm. playing. I mean, it, you know, it's, you have that connection to music and I think it's very important and special. And I, I just thank God that I'm able to, I think it's a blessing that I'm able to connect to that and, and help others to connect to that. So you are about to do the Jazz Festival's sixth virtual? This is our, well, not, vir oh, wait, virtual. That's a new word. That's I know. a new word in a new realm. That's right. So we've had Juneteenth, a couple of the divas. The, I think this is our fourth, but oh. don't. <laughs> this might just be our fourth, and we might have had a fifth. 
Tell us what's coming up and where we can catch you next. Okay, now on November the 15th, very special, this would be our seventh anniversary of our Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival. And we didn't want it to go by because we had to cancel the in-person festival, of course. And so we got a couple of our veterans. We got Diane Shore, the legendary multi-Grammy yes. winning Diane Shore. Yes, that's right, baby. And she has a key to the city. She has a key to Palm Springs, baby. She has the key to my heart. Um, yes, and a key to my heart. Um, we have Carmen Lundy, who was up on, on our very first festival. We have Yuko Mabuchi, who was scheduled to be, she's a fabulous pianist. She was scheduled to be on this year's festival. And we thought, well, he hello, Diva, you still can. <laughs> we'll just do it virtually. And of course, the Women in Jazz All-Stars. What happens is I put together every year a group of musicians that come from all over, Right? And so they could come from anywhere in the country. The special thing about the festival is that these musicians come together for that afternoon and they meet for the first time sometimes. Sometimes they know each other, sometimes they're meeting for the first time and they say, what key are you doing this in? Because tonight we're uh, on the stage. And so I think that's why the performers, all the major headliners that come in, say this is one of the most special festivals that they have played, even though we're small Palm Springs that, and, and we're competing with the big dogs, that this is one of the most special uh, performances that they had because it's so spontaneous. It's just so estrogen filled. You know what okay. I mean? <laughs> so if people want to see it, they go to Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival dot com. Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival dot org. O R G. Org. Okay. And, and we have a new jazz club that you sign up for, Shan. So you sign up for the jazz club on the on the website, Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival dot org. There you go. <laughs> and you will get an invitation to this free concert so that you can enjoy it and come into the homes of everybody on the festival, all of us. Then there's 12, 12 musicians, I think. I have to count them. Wait a minute, it's too early. And even if you're estrogen challenged, you can still join. Oh, so, please, John, you have a lot of estrogen. Don't even oh, try it. Thank you. Brag, you better start popping oh, your fingers and admitting it, baby. So, I'm there. I'm, we hey, have a lot of estrogen. Go ahead. We're media, <laughs> yeah. we're media, we're media sponsors. We're we media sponsors of the festival, so we're happy to be there. And anytime you need, if you can't remember that long URL and you get your .com and your .org mixed, always go to gaydesertguide.com and we have everything for women's jazz festival i know you are Thank one of our major sponsors and that is a wonderful wonderful thing and I though we have women musicians on the stage men are welcome in the audience they make up a great percentage of our yeah. audience because we could not be here without them and we all know that because we are they do and they have and they have sponsored women's jazz festival we have support across the community i also want to tell you though you may not know um you are the opening of the film the short film that is playing at the camelot on saturday exist persist resist and thrive and your positive energy energy permeates everything so your little moment of saying hello we're about to do a virtual you are the opening of our short film at the cultural oh, center 
That's on fabulous. Don't you love, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But I, and I love that we are, are forging ahead. We're yes. doing what we do. Because yeah. in, in, you know, we have our little slice of, of pie here in Palm Springs, right? And so we have this, this community that we, that everyone from the outside, sort of all of this craziness that's going on right now. And we have sort of this, this it feels like, because once you go over the hill, when you drive into the village of Palm Springs, all of the stress rolls off. And it just becomes this place of serenity that we can have our very small community of wonderment. And you invite people in to share that. And even, you know, that's why people come from all over the world. That's why Palm Springs is popping. You wouldn't even know there was a pandemic in Palm Springs, baby, because it's popping. It's like, where are people going? Sweet baby, Jay, can I, can, I, um, can I Zoom with you every single morning? <laughs> Thank you so much. Please, I appreciate it. I so appreciate you guys. Let me tell you something. Shan, Brad, John, thank you so much. We know you're big supporters of jazz. We know you're big supporters of, you know, of us trying to get something done. And we certainly appreciate it. And the Gay Desert Guide is one of my favorite reads because I know I can go and find what's happening. Right. Well, thank you so much. We, we know what's happening in the world when we check you guys out. And so thank you so much for having me on. And I hope that everyone joins us for the concert. It's well, going to be a blast. Uh, we'll have fun. You know, just let's just commune. Right. Right. Thank you so much. Sweet Baby J and the Palm Springs Women's Jazz Festival dot org. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. And now from the Kaufman Estate, <laughs> Mr. Rhonda Hart from Palm Springs Pride joins us. Ron, did you plop down $25 million for the Kaufman House? If I did, all three of us would be sitting poolside right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I ran into Nelda Lintz. Nelda was one of the women that was in Poolside Gossip originally. She is still selling real estate in this town. I don't think that's her listing but i know she's still selling real estate in palm springs and she is a firecracker i just loved running into her and chatting with her the other day ron it is pride weekend i cannot believe it um it certainly doesn't have the the sense of urgency and all the you know the fr fr frenetic pace that a typical pride would have but i have to tell you congratulations on putting together some wonderful virtual events and we wanted to chat with you today to talk about everything from the flag raising to the uh to light up the night today yeah for sure you know it's it's been a long uh ever since uh covid uh, restrictions hit back in march and april uh you know our our, our planning committee that numbers around just over a hundred people you know we've had our calls and meetings to you know to really plan on what could be done this year and and come up with all kinds of contingency plans and and my hats off to the team for spending the time and energy to be as creative as we possibly can or could be and we've ended up with a schedule of activities that we've got uh, for this weekend which are you know some are online and there are some in-person activities and events that folks can participate in and and there's a little bit of everything including the two drive-in movie nights for friday and saturday night that's something very unique for uh, for pride in Palm Springs is to have two movie nights uh, where folks can come out and participate over at the Camelot Theater. 
And uh, then, of course, the Light Up the Night, which we're just trying to bring the community together and honor those that have been impacted by COVID, but also create this sense of unity for Pride Weekend in Palm Springs. And we're encouraging everyone to just put up pink lights or the rainbow color lights on their windows and their front yards, on their balconies, wherever they possibly can to just light up the night in color and, uh, and also participate in an online contest through our partnership with Gay Desert Guide, where we've got some really great prizes that people can win for just sending in photographs of what they've done, how they've done. Yeah, we've got a Facebook contest, so people can go to our newsletter or go to the Facebook page for Pride or Gay Desert Guide. And once you uh, take a picture of your, your Pride display, Shan got a couple of early photos that she sent to us, and they're beautiful, um, but she can't participate because if you work here, you can't win. Um, so, uh, Ron, that's one part of the contest. And then the second phase is we want people to uh, vote uh, starting on Saturday afternoon through Monday. People will be able to vote, and the top vote-getters are going to win... Dot, Two dot, dot. travel vouchers for travel anywhere Alaska Airlines flies. Uh, so two great prizes for uh, two different winners. And, and uh, you know, on top of that, Alaska just announced that they are going to be lighting up one of their planes at the Palm Springs Airport. And it's going to oh. be parked along the 111. What? Yeah, so it's going to be exciting that they're participating like that. They can't enter the contest, but they are. They will light up one of their planes, and it will be parked on the east side of the airport along 111, so folks can uh, who drive by uh, will be able to see it at nighttime. That's cool. That is nice. That's oh, even news to me. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's breaking news it breaking is. news i love it now we're yeah. going to start things off with the flag raising on friday at uh desert regional medical center if i'm not mistaken or is this mm. no this so is there's, the, the, flag, the flag raising it? is very different this year than than what we've ever done in palm springs and mm -hmm. and and uh, we we may end up doing it this way all the time because what we've done is we've been able to we're, we're capturing flag raisings or unfurlings at a number of uh locations mm -hmm throughout Palm Springs, and that's going to be brought to folks live uh, through uh, the Facebook live stream and YouTube uh, just by connecting through our Facebook page. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll bring those flag raisings and unfurlings furlings from throughout Palm Springs to folks' uh, computer screens and TV screens at home. So uh, everybody's going to be able to participate in, in this uh, event that we've only held previously in person. Uh, so now we'll be able to uh, have uh, um, many, many more people uh, just participate in. And it's, it's going to be a short ceremony. It's a short event, uh, but uh, it, it's all online. And it really is, it's going to be a touching, uh, a touching tribute. So I encourage everyone to tune in uh, Facebook Live at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, now you also have something going on with your um, with businesses and a storefront uh, display contest as well. And yes, I walked so a few blocks downtown, and wow, they've really done an amazing job. Incredible, incredible! The, the destination PSPs display is is really a fun display, and uh, eight four nine put theirs up a few nights ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Just an incredible show of support and 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 show uh, linking to the community for Pride Weekend. So we're excited to. See 
see what other businesses do downtown. And that is a different separate contest that's being promoted by all the downtown and uptown merchants to show their support of the LGBTQ community in Palm Springs and to let folks who, who do come in and visit uh, socially distant wise that, uh, that we're a supportive and welcoming community. Great. And one other thing to chat about, too, is just to let people know that the uh, front runners and walkers are going to be uh, led by Craig Ramsey, who is now yeah. a Palm Springs resident and former yeah. Grand Marshal of Palm Springs Pride. Uh, that is more of a virtual event where you can register to walk or run and then do your route anytime during Pride weekend. So we want to make sure and give them a little shout out too. Anything else that we've missed for Pride? You know, the, 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 the positive thing, really good thing, and the impactful thing that comes from the Front Runners Run is uh, it's a benefit for the LGBTQ Center here in the desert. So anybody who participates is helping to raise money for our local community center. Uh, and it's, it's a fun way to be involved and, 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 and help support our center at the same time. That's great. Ron, thank you very Ron. much for joining us today. Any other questions from the team? Nope, just thanks. Good luck with the new place there at the Kaufman House. Have fun. <laughs> your, your invitation is in the mail. Thanks. I'll, I'll look be for the it. pool boy. <laughs> thank you thanks, so much, Ron. Rhonda Hart from Palm Springs Pride. We're all excited to take part in our own ways. And thank you for lifting up our pride over the years. We are so grateful. It is amazing. Whether it's virtual or in person, kumbaya, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you all. Well, we've pretty much covered everything in the I Love Gay Palm Springs weekend newsletter because most of it revolves around Palm Springs Pride and the film that Shan's involved with and the Lesbo Expo Night at Pride on the drive-in. Uh, congrats, Shan, for that uh, film that you've put together, Exist, Persist, Resist, and Thrive. We can't wait to see that. Um, and so much more going on throughout Palm Springs. Um, this is season two, our first episode. Uh, of season two, which is really episode what seven zero, Mr. Taylor? Is that we correct? are the big seven zero? Wow, we're aging right before our own very eyes. And thank Speak you for yourself. Of I you. have filters. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see you guys after I get back from Florida. I'm going back to get Mama and move her to the desert. So I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the uh, light up the night. If you happen to drive by Shan's place, you got to wear a, a welder's mask. It's going to be so bright. It looks great. And, uh, and of course, all of the uh, Pride Celebration stuff, the Women's Jazz Festival, it's right there at gaydesertguide.com where you can easily navigate through all of these wonderful events. And so thanks, you guys. Uh, it was a great first year, and um, I look forward to many, many more. Thank you. Bye. Love ya. Thanks for listening to the I Love Gay Palm Springs podcast. Like us on Facebook at I Love Gay Palm Springs and on the homepage of GayDesertGuide.com.